Welcome to Full Blown Coverage, just another football podcast no one asked for. I'm Mark Sayre, and I'm joined each week by Andrew Irvin and Ken Menard. And this is our debut episode, because who doesn't start a football podcast at the end of a season? Let's start with our weekly roundup. The Jets finally logged their first win of the season in the upset of 2020, where the league's worst offense beat the second-ranked defense heading into Week 15. There are serious draft and playoff implications to get into as a result of this, but let's unpack the game first. In the words of the late, great Fred Willard, Hey, what happened? Drew, Ken, (laughs) elaborate. Oh, my God. Um, Drew, you want me to go first on this one, pal? Go ahead. Go ahead, New Yorker. Uh, All right. Well... I don't even know where to start. Not even, the Jets can't even fucking screw up losing. Uh, you know, know, it's unbelievable. You know, I, I, but they're an NFL team. They got a lot of pride. People don't want to get go out like a punk-ass bitch, I guess. <laughs> so, I mean, what are they going to do? They're professionals. It's not college where everybody gets blown out all the time. But uh, honestly, I think it's – I mean, I think it's just more about the, the, the Rams and Sean McVay really than it does about the Jets. Obviously – Everybody knows the implications of the Jets losing and winning that game, but you know your Rams. You're playing at home. You're you're uh, you're you got a shot to win your division title. What's going on there? Like, how do you allow that to happen? It's something that I would not have expected from a coach like Sean McVay. I mean, and especially the defense. It's it's, uh-huh. it's you know one of the league's worst offenses, if not the worst. I, I don't I don't understand what happened defensively. I don't know, but. Watching, watching the end of that game was so stressful. Um, I'm a Seahawks fan, and obviously, the only two teams that were actually like excited about that win were the Jaguars. I was gonna say fans, but I'll say fan. Um, he was probably <laughs> super stoked, and then you know, faulted the Seahawks to the top of the division. I can't believe they lost that. But watching the end of the game, it's like I agree with you. What is McVeigh doing? Um, Goff can't throw the ball downfield, and I think mm-hmm. he threw the ball twice to uh, Acres way down the field, and then Everett down the field. It's like this dude has the lowest air completions this season. It's like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Throwing, throwing the ball down the field in that situation. But watching the Jets, man, it was like, it's like watching your drunk uncle walk down the stairs and like just hoping he makes it to the bottom because you're just like, at the end, you're like, how is this? Yeah. How is this happening? How the fuck, how is this happening this week? Like how is obviously the players on the field aren't going to, aren't going to blow the game, but you know, I mean, uh, Mark, I believe you said it the other day. It's one of the most jets things to ever happen is for them to fucking screw up losing. The the Jets just did the most (laughs) Jets thing ever (laughs) by kicking themselves in the dick with a win. Right. (laughs) And and, 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 and I guarantee for our listeners that don't know, beating the Rams, the Jets now have placed uh, their hold on the top, top draft pick in jeopardy because they're tied with the Jags at 1-13, and the Jags will receive the number one pick at the season end of the day because the tiebreaker goes to the team with the weaker strength of schedule, which is the Jags. I mean – well, well, let me ask you. What do you think is a more Jets thing to happen? the Jets blowing the number one pick and the chance at probably the third best quarterback prospect of our lifetime behind Elway and Andrew Luck mm-hmm. or, or firing Pete Carroll after one season or having <laughs> Belichick as their coach twice for a total of about 36 hours in two yeah. stints. Yeah. Right. And letting them go. And they both are hall of fame coaches now. Like 
it's just one thing after another. They got a loaded shotgun pointed at their foot since Namath won a Super Bowl, and they just keep pulling the trigger, man. I mean, yeah. it's been it's been a long time for Jets fans. It's really painful being a, being. A, I'm sure it's really painful being a Jets fan, but um, you know, I mean, come on, man. Um, what are you gonna do? It's an NFL game. They're professionals. They're paid you know, to win, the, no matter you know, what. You know, all the Google searches from the New York, New Jersey area were like, what other quarterbacks are available in the 21 draft? Because yeah, exactly. like, I guess we have to do some research now. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, you know, what are they going to, what do they do now? Where do they turn? Yeah, um, I mean, how, how, how far do you think uh, Justin Fields' heart sank? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Right That's into the point. heel of his foot. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so I guess what, what does happen here? Okay, let's let's say you know this, the Jags and and the Jets wind up with the same record. So the Jags get the number one pick. You know Minshew, who was a six round pick in 2019, has done basically nothing to convince Jacksonville that he's the answer under center. Do the Jags draft Trevor Lawrence? And yeah. if they do, what? future used car salesman to the Jets. Select the second. <laughs> Josh, Josh Rosen, I think just got picked up. So that ruins his chances. Um, yeah. Honestly, honestly, you know, it's funny. I've heard, I've heard a couple of different opinions on this and a lot of them make sense. The Jets have to be absolutely 100% convinced that a quarterback is the player to take at number two. It right. could be, it could be uh, Trey Lance. It could be, uh, Zach Wilson. It could be Justin Fields. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't really all that impressed by Justin Fields this year. The first game of the season, very impressed. As the season wore on, not so much. Maybe they trade the pick. Maybe they take the kid, the the tackle Sewell from uh, from Oregon, and with Makai Becton, they you know build around around him. But uh, I think it might have been Peter King today made a great point. He goes, "Why not give Sam Donald one more year?" Then you could just let him go, let him go. And now all of a sudden you have another quarterback come in with a whole team built around. Yeah. I mean, I, that makes the most sense to me personally. I kind of think, you know, Sam, how much of a fair crack did he really get it when you look at everybody Mm -hmm. else around him there, you know, use the second pick, start to build the team around him. Maybe you have something. And then, and then like Ken said, you know, maybe you just – if Sam doesn't work out, you replace him with somebody else in a year or two. In a I, got a history, I got a history lesson for the Jets. Uh, I remember as a younger gentleman, the Seahawks had the number two overall pick in 1993. Similar situation with Drew Bledsoe coming out. <clears throat> Seahawks tied with the Patriots 2-14, and 14, I believe, that season. And uh, they went with Rick Meyer. Uh, and that didn't really work out, so – I'm sure if I looked at that draft, there's probably some more intriguing options than Rick Meyer. So, uh, well, also, yeah, I don't, I don't, my point is, I don't think they should force their hand into drafting a quarterback just because they think they need one. Like, I agree. Like, is is anyone going to be better than Darnold? He's also, he's also, what, three years into his career already? You don't have to go through the growing pains. He's learning, he's learning already. He's going to have a new system because Crazy Eyes Killer, their coach, is probably not going to be there. But, uh, also, they, he's uh, mentally ill, and he already wants to be a Jet for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let's yeah. not forget. Let's not forget. But you know, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be another dra- Jets draft mistake if they pulled something like that. 
But I'm sure, I mean, they also need to see what they might be able to get for Sam Darnold if they really like Justin Fields a lot. So um, there's a lot of different ways they can go. And frankly, all right, you lose out on Trevor Lawrence. They're like, you know, does the best quarterback in the league win the Super Bowl every year? Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Uh, Eli Manning's got two of them. Um, It doesn't necessarily translate to immediate success just because the guy's the consensus number one pick. Yeah. Andrew Luck isn't even in the league anymore. They couldn't protect him. We do just have to take a minute to just laugh at the fact that the Jets won. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How did that happen? How did that happen? Uh, Hey, what happened? Oh, my God. Uh, so what, what in this scenario, hypothetical scenario, where the Jags do get the number one pick, what, what happens to Gardner? He just goes back to being the second person named Gardner he, Minshew and just – He probably <laughs> just starts gardening. Yeah. <laughs> he could have a good gardening business. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll become a jean shorts model or something like that. Oh, yeah. that'd be I cool, Jordash. Yeah, you're a Minshew. <laughs> But honestly, let, let's uh, honestly, I put together a little list of some uh, some horrible things or whatever the Jets have done, like taking it. taking Johnny Lamb Jones over Anthony Munoz because the team doctor <laughs> said don't take Munoz because he failed his physical. Uh, <laughs> Richard Todd throwing five picks, three to a, a defensive lineman turned linebacker named AJ Dewey in the '82 AFC Championship game. Uh, letting John Riggins go to the Redskins because they offered him $100,000 when the Redskins gave him five years for $1.5 million, which in 1975 was phenomenal. Uh, let's see, 83, drafting Ken O'Brien over Dan Marino. 1986, started the season 10-1 and with Altoon, Wesley Walker, Freeman McNeil. Finished the year 10-6 and six and lost a heartbreaker in Cleveland in the playoffs. Let's not forget Blair Thomas over Junior Seau. Let's also not forget their 1991 first-round pick was used on a receiver named Rob Moore in the supplemental draft. Okay? <laughs> they didn't have a, a first-round pick that year. So 33rd overall, they took a quarterback. You may remember his name called Browning Nagel. And because they didn't have enough juice to trade up uh, – I'm sorry – Trade up. Do you know who was drafted right before Browning Nagel? No. Who? Brett Favre. <laughs> wow. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, 1994, the Jets start out 7-4, and four, looking like a team that's going to make the playoffs. Dan Marino goes down for a, for a game-winning drive. Fake spikes the ball when everybody thought he was going to spike it. Throws a TD pass for the win. Jets finish the season 7-9. and nine. They fired their coach <laughs> at the end of the year. Do you know who that coach was? Pete Carroll, <laughs> future Hall of Fame coach. Do you know who they hired yeah, next? Rich Kotite went 4-28 and in two years, which led to the Parcells year in an AFC championship game appearance. In 2000, they had Bill Belichick for head coach for a day, and he resigned <laughs> and went to the Patriots and built a dynasty. Three years later, Broadway Joe Namath, the greatest player in franchise history, sexually accosts Susie Colbert on national TV on a Sunday night ESPN football game. But we cannot, we cannot, cannot talk about Jets' futility without 2012 when Mark Sanchez committed the butt fumble. Uh, I don't even want to go into details on that. But also, here's one we often forget. 2015, three years later, the next franchise QB of the Jets has his jaw broken by Ike Enapali, whose sister was a basketball player at Texas at the time, <laughs> because he didn't pay him 600 bucks for a plane ticket to a football camp. 
Um, and that pretty much ended Geno Smith's career. Now the Seahawks hey. back up and a former Giant. So and, let's and not forget. You forgot, you forgot that Geno Smith actually took the final knee against the Jets uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that adding was the insult, salt in the wound. Yeah, right adding insult to injury. Yeah. Kicking a dead horse when he's You know, you know my, my, favorite, my favorite part of this list is that <laughs> Bill Belichick showed up for a day and was like, Fuck this. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he ended in his resignation on a cocktail napkin. I resign as HC of the NY Jets. That was it. And he left. And, uh, I do yeah, think I this stuff. Him. It's too good. I, I do think I do think going back, they should rethink how they actually break tiebreakers. Like who should get the number one overall pick? Because I know ESPN does like a misery index. Like we need to figure out a better way, like who actually deserves. The yeah, first I mean, is, is, is strength of schedule the fairest way to determine a tiebreaker? It kind of seems I mean, like it should be like margin of defeat or yeah, point, point totals or something yeah. like that. It's like you both suck. I mean, you can't. <laughs> I mean, is the strength of schedule also is the strength of schedule? I think it's determined at the beginning of the season. Well, the no, no, like, it's it's based it on collective, you know, wins um, of the teams that they face. So it's 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 determined post mortem afterwards. Mm-hmm. But but the problem is like right strength of schedule that should evolve though throughout a season. You know, if you're playing in in early version, you know, of the Seahawks in weeks one through five, they're like the Chiefs now. You know, um, if you're playing the Seahawks in week thirteen. You know, we're we're starting to put it back together again, but the <laughs> offense hasn't been what it was in the first five weeks. Yeah. So I just googled I, I just googled misery index, by the way, and somehow the Jets aren't even the most miserable NFL team, and they're the sixth most miserable franchise in sports. Which uh, is the most miserable the first NFL time the team. Jets have ever been underrated. <laughs> <laughs> They've had their moments. They've had their moments. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are the most miserable NFL franchise due to – it's an algorithm much like the QBR that I don't understand, but I believe it probably factors Super Bowl losses into that, which sure. they obviously yeah. don't have as many. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's move on hey. to, uh, to another upset, um, which is, of course – the Bengals and the Steelers, the Bengals, who were ranked 30th heading into week 15, beat the number four ranked Steelers in a heated AFC divisional matchup. Oh. There's That's three straight losses. Wait, wait is that those rankings from the AP poll or something? <laughs> <laughs> the misery index. Yeah, 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 there you go. The misery index, of course. It's the, coach, the coach's poll. <laughs> I, wish I, could, I, could, I wish I could rate my pandemic experience on the misery index. <laughs> Moved back to Texas, man. Not too bad. But, anyway, go on. Yeah, anyway, Pittsburgh seems to be falling <laughs> apart faster than Big Ben's knees. So, the <laughs> question is, you know, what, what's going on with them? This sort of seems like maybe, you know, Ken, I think you said the other day in our text thread, like, are there off-field issues going on with this team? I mean, three state losses in a row is starting to seem like there's a real problem. I, I don't know, man. It, just watching that game last night um, and watching their body language, it just seemed to me somewhat that there may be an issue there that we just don't know about. That's not really an on-the-field issue. Let's be real. 
Uh, I don't care how, how bad their running game is. I don't care if they're down to like, you know, division three linebackers that are on like, you know, the scout team, wherever there's no reason for them to even the, to allow the Bengals to even be in the game. They're a much better team and they needed the win too. I mean, they had to win that game too. Um, Now you got Cleveland, Cleveland knocking on the door, but I just saw some – it just seemed like there's something there that's just not right. And we I'll tell you one thing. I don't think Juju did him any favors doing the, uh, you know, fucking TikTok dance on the, the Bengals <laughs> logo before the game with the entire Cincinnati really? defense like, standing on the sideline <laughs> watching him do it. You know, that's, that's some serious murder energy in their eyes. You know, what, what was he thinking? Tom's got to talk to that guy. I mean, did, did did the Bengals just choose not to tackle anyone else the entire season just so they could launch him into the sun week 15? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think maybe their off-field issues start with uh, a guy TikTok dancing on the <laughs> opponent's <laughs> logo. <laughs> there you go. How is that not addressed? The issue is the most on-field problem. But there you go. It, wasn't a tra- yeah. it happened the week before, and it wasn't addressed, like – how do you right. not address something like that? You know, and like I was, I'm like one of Mike Tomlin's biggest fans. I don't understand how he would let something like that. It uh, seems super un Mike Tomlin to me yeah. to let a player do that because that seems like something he would have a problem with from the second he saw it. <laughs> the coach who says, if we don't get, can't get a yard, we don't deserve to win. And he's like, ah, go ahead. Go yeah, dance on the you know, just, like yeah, just duct tape the fucking footballs to your yeah, hand. Swing yeah. them around like a lightsaber. <laughs> Can I bring up an interesting point? It's funny that the uh, Steelers are lauded for their wide receiver draft acumen, but like Antonio Brown and now Juju Smith, like they produce on the field, like, but it Get it together. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. You're you're forgetting another Steeler wide receiver draft pick who then moved on to the New oh, York the Giants shot and shot himself in the leg. <laughs> Plaxico Burris. Plaxico. Ruined that season. Ruined that season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of and, of and also played for the Jets, issues. by the way. Go on. <laughs> Rightfully speaking, so. Speaking of off-field issues, Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Might have started under center for Washington and lost to the Seahawks on Sunday, but it's his off-field antics that have the team more concerned after photos emerged of Haskins partying at the strip club with several strippers wearing his jersey. Obviously, he's free to do whatever the fuck he wants and entertain himself however he wants in a legal manner. Uh, but I am confused about two things. Number one, who goes to the strip club after losing? <laughs> And number two, <laughs> what kind of laws allow you to visit strip clubs during a pandemic but not attend football games? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I can address number one. Like, yeah. the Redskins asked Dwayne Haskins to throw the ball over 50 times. Like, what was that? I feel bad for the guy. His arm is tired. Let him do whatever he wants to do. Yeah, fair point. It's a bad, but it's a bad look. Don't it take pictures look. with strippers and post them on fucking Instagram, man. It's well, a would, bad look. You would certainly think, yeah, I mean, it's a bad look no matter what. How, how would you not know taking pictures of it was yeah. not going to be a problem? Well, like, like seriously, I if I won, if I just won the Super Bowl, the last thing I'm doing is taking pictures with strippers uh, and putting defense, them online. To his defense, I, I, look, I 
checked out TMZsports.com. Like, he definitely didn't take the pictures, but he just I didn't. don't know. For somebody that's <laughs> That for somebody that's in their early twenties, like you should understand that like uh, Instagram, Snapchat, all that stuff is everywhere. So if you go somewhere and you're famous, like people are gonna find you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is why you gotta you know you first get in the league, you gotta take a quarter of whatever you're making, and you gotta you gotta hire a keeping it real guy. And it can't be your fucking cousin Rico <laughs> or your best friend Bobby yeah. or something. It has to be some great <laughs> party you don't know. And you hire that guy so he can fucking tag along with whatever the fuck you're doing. Great and he's point. the guy that tells you, you know what? Absolutely. Don't fucking do that. It's Don't like take hey, pictures hey. of that, dude. <laughs> it's Absolutely. like I call I have a great game. I threw you know, in in Dwayne Haskins standards, I have a great game. Um, <laughs> I call you up and I say, Hey, I'm balancing ideas around my head about what I should do tonight. Like thinking about hanging out with my girlfriend and watching uh Ozark or uh, going to the strip club? What should I do? Where's your girlfriend? Where's your girlfriend? Maybe she wanted it. Maybe she was. Who knows? Club. Maybe she was there. But but also, this is the same guy who number one coming out of, coming out of Ohio State. Urban Meyer kind of said eh, probably shouldn't have left. And number two, if you guys remember last year, he actually quarterbacked them to a win late in the season. Had a go. She was supposed to be on the field taking a knee to end the game and was taking pictures with fans. Do you guys remember that? It's like, come on guy. I mean, like if, yeah. if that happened, you can't let anything like that, anything else like that happen. Uh, I also have uh, another red flag. <laughs> like during the Seahawks Redskins game, the announcers pointed out that, that they slowed the game down for him by putting the plays on one of those play cards you flip up on your arm. And I'm like, yeah. Shouldn't do you see NFL quarterbacks have those? Like that seems bad to me. Yeah, that's like, like that's like if you were playing Madden and like the people's like overall score was floating above their head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the guy's got a fucking wrist behind, he doesn't know the plays. It'd be one thing if it was his first week with the team. Yeah. I could understand that, but he's he was the starter the first few weeks of the season. Found, I found mess. that as jarring as when uh, Jared Goff didn't know the sunset in the West and he lived in California his entire life. That's, that's still my favorite. <laughs> you know, whenever, whenever they beat us, I'm always like, well, you know, that guy grew up in California. He doesn't know the sunsets in the West. <laughs> people, people don't forget. Maybe he just was so used to it being so nice all the time. Yeah, I'm sure that was the problem. problem. There, is, there, is, there was no sun where I was from. It's horrible. <laughs> well, let's move on to the playoff picture now. The Rams at nine and five are now a game behind the Seahawks in the NFC West. We're ten and four. LA plays at Seattle this weekend and will have the opportunity to reclaim the division. But both teams play other division rivals in Week 17. LA will host Arizona, and Seattle will travel to San Francisco, a team that's so injury prone they would be better off playing all of their games in the lawn outside of a hospital. Who wins this division, Ram or Hawks? Hospitals have lawns. It's a new one. Um, it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> so only Trump's hospital um, has a lawn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he can fucking poop with the dogs outside. Anyway, um, so um, honestly, I'll tell you what. Sean McVay's five and two against the Seahawks as a Rams coach after last week losing to the Jets. I mean. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sitting here watching tape and know all the schematics of everything going on, but I can't, 
I can't see them not putting up a fight at the very least. Sure. Would, would it shock you if they won? Probably not. I mean, most likely they're both going to make the playoffs because the AFC is horrible. But um, NFC. Uh, NFC is horrible. Sorry. The NFC is really bad. But, you know, um, the Seahawks really don't have their home field, home field advantage that they usually have. Yeah. Without, yeah. without Drew, yeah. Drew's favorite nickname for fans ever, the Twelves. I oh, hate it. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as much they, as I hate the founders. Yeah, exactly. Keep in mind, this is coming scarf, from a Seahawks fan. Scarf wearing, Seahawks full, fan. scarf wearing Folger drinkers at soccer games. But anyway, like they don't – their home field – what is, really is their home field advantage now? I mean, the weather might be bad, but – Yeah, you know, I, my, my, my thought on this actually is – it's a bummer that the NFL went to only one team getting a first round bye. Cause like, honestly, I think the Rams are going to win first of all, to answer your question. But second of all, like it doesn't really matter. Like, cause it looks like the Seahawks and the Rams are going to play each other in the first round of the playoffs. So it's like, really, they're just fighting for who will be the home team with no fans there. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would be, I would be curious to see like if there's, I mean, <laughs> Obviously, it's going. It's. I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is one of those things where, when you look at it, it's the numbers are completely even or very close to even every year. But I would be very curious to see what, like, you know, road. Like, if there's some kind of statistics, statistic outside of just total road record of. There's got to be some kind of road record related stat this year. That's probably, um, you know, out of whack as as there had been in the past. Yeah. We'll I mean, get the our giants. Re- we got to yeah, get, we'll get a researcher re- on that. Yeah. You know, there's got it. There's probably something, I mean, I'd be very curious. It, it, it feels like to me that road teams are really don't have, aren't at as much of a disadvantage anymore. Well, I know, anyway. I do know the Seahawks went eight. No on the road last year mm-hmm. um, when they had fans at home. So they went far worse at home. Uh, but the other, the other point, which, Ken has brought up multiple times is like it's kind of what makes the NFL great is that I really think the Rams are going to beat the Seahawks next week and they just lost to a team a week ago whom many were considering the worst team in football history right here so yeah there you go it's pretty amazing (laughs) by the way I'm looking at I'm looking at the playoff picture um is there a bigger fucking Is there a bigger herb at quarterback than Kirk Cousins? Like, seriously, he just looks like like of everyone. I'd rather go to the strip club after a loss with Dwayne Haskins than have coffee with Kirk he's Cousins. Probably the, he's probably the only quarterback that doesn't buy his offensive line Christmas presents. <laughs> he buys some Bibles or something like that. <laughs> yeah, or like tickets to a mega rally. <laughs> hey, what happened? It might be ugly, but let's take a look at the NFC East. With the exception of the Cowboys, every team in this division lost in Week 15, leaving Washington on top. But the Giants and Cowboys are hot on their heels at 5-9, and nine, and the Eagles are still in the division race at 4-9-1 and one, with their remaining two games against Dallas and Washington. Now, we all know that sometimes your dad takes you to the dump and he leaves you there. But the real question is, who makes the best of it? Oh. Man, I think I think Jalen I think Jalen Hurts found the best football at the dump. Like I think yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think he's out there slanging footballs, having a great time. And uh, I don't know. 
They've got some ground good. to make up. But in a way, if if Smith, Alex Smith gets healthy, I think this whole uh, fiasco with Haskins might be a blessing in disguise. And I think uh, the Redskins, to me, are the best team in that division. And if, it, Honestly, if Haskins didn't turn the ball over against the Seahawks, like the Redskins would have probably won that game. So, yeah. I agree. I, I think if Alex Smith comes, if Alex Smith can, they can find a way to get him back on the field. Uh, they're easily the best team in the division. But think about what the Eagles need to the Eagles need to have happen. They need to have all the other three teams lose all of their games. Right. That's, so that's six games between three teams, and then they have to win the last two. That's the yeah, only I, way they're going to do it. I, I think it's I think it's going to be the Redskins. Uh, that being said, I think if the Eagles and the Redskins played Red, Redskins. What am I doing? Sorry, sorry for all sorry, those people Washington, out there. The wait, Washington, Washington football team, Washington FC. Yeah, Washington sorry FC. everybody. I, I mean, the only advantage the Eagles have, and advantage is the wrong word, but at least you know both of their their next few games are divisional. They play the Cowboys and then Washington, so they can control those games. You know, assuming they win. Um, but you know, Ken is right. The other three teams would have to would have to lose out. Uh, who do the Giants have the Ravens? Yep. Um, this week. I mean, the Giants are yeah. the Giants are a mess right now because no, the Giants are done. I'm sorry. I'm they're sorry. Done. They're, they're, done. they're done. They're done. And I would have told you after they, I, I was kept saying all year in the middle of the season when they were losing, I'm like, they're getting better every week. That Ravens game in Week 16, it would not shock me if the Giants won that game, kind of like the Dolphins beat the Patriots last year, like. Yeah. That that late season win was against the Seahawks, and that's it. I mean, but you know what though? I mean, even still, look, the Giants put up a put up a fight on Sunday night. It wasn't like it was like an embarrassing embarrassing loss. And Joe Judge said it best. He's like, "There's no way that t- that field goals were going to win that game." So they went for it instead of kicking field goals. It wouldn't have made a difference anyway. But they they fought. They played hard. It wasn't there wasn't a, an unorganized mess. Colt McCoy did a, a fairly decent job, but. You know, your offensive coordinator's out. <laughs> your best cornerback and probably your best defensive player's out. Um, it's just – they're just, you know, a mess. Like, COVID – I mean, what happens in the playoffs if COVID hits a team like that? Yeah. What happens yeah. if the Chiefs get a huge COVID outbreak? They're done. Right. I do done. think that – I do think between the Giants and the Cowboys, like, we may have seen the end of drafting even very elite running backs high. I mean – yep. Look what Tony Pollard just did for the Cowboys. Uh, he looked way better than Ezekiel Elliott has looked all season. Look at what Wayne Gallman's like. Is he – I don't know. I'd ask Ken. He's watched all the Giants games. Like, is he that much of a downgrade for Saquon where you wouldn't have rather had, like, a different elite skill position player? Or I wouldn't he, even say skill position. Any player that you could take in a top five pick. Yeah, what he is, he's a north-south, he's a north-south downhill runner. Saquon dances way too much. But what you lose with Saquon is um, putting the fear, putting fear into the other team's defense, and you lose that fifty to seventy-five yard run that he breaks off every game. I agree. He's a bunch of one-yard runs, and all of a sudden, boom! Out of nowhere, fifty, fifty-five yard run, or takes a screen pass. You know, takes it. You know, fifty, yeah. sixty yards. That's what they're losing. They don't have. They have no explosiveness on offense. That was their only explosive player. Like their receivers aren't bad. Like Golden Tate's good. Darius Slayton's good. If Evan Engram held on to the ball, the Giants might be in a different position right now. They might have beat the, beat the Eagles that one week. Um, I just feel like you can get a running back. 
I mean, even in the yeah. second round, even the second round, like an Antonio Gibson or someone like that, like it just yeah. seems like the it just seems like the era of drafting running backs in the top five. Enough about the enough about yeah, the worst look, division uh, of football. Let's, 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 let's move on to uh, to the NFC South, where the the Saints would have to lose out here, and the Bucks would have to win out uh, in order for Tampa Bay to take the division title away from New Orleans. But the question remains: How does Tom Brady survive Tampa Bay when he's legally obligated to wear Uggs? Uh, seems like your feet would get really hot. Yeah. It probably worked out better in the. Why don't the, they make Why don't they make him Ugg cleats? You know? That'd be sweet. That'd be, that'd be pretty <laughs> sick. Too fluffy. Too fluffy. Too fluffy. So Maybe, I, but honestly, what, who, what do you guys think? You, you think Tampa Bay has a chance here? New Orleans plays no. plays the Vikings and the Panthers. No. Bucks play Lions and Falcons. I don't. I think this. Yeah. I think the Saints. Uh, I think Breeze finds his footing a little bit. I don't think he was ready to play. They played the Not Chiefs. At Not at all. Um, I think they went out, and I think I think it'll be the Saints. Also, I, I, I assume agree. they have the tiebreaker over the uh, Bucks since they've beat them twice. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, so, I yeah. agree. I agree. You know, a lot of people were saying, "Why play Breeze this week?" Well, I think we all kind of he all kind of proved it as the game went along. He he needs game reps, man. You can't just like if Breeze came back and it was you know the divisional round of the playoffs, and they're playing like you know the five seed at home. You know, you're in the playoffs. If you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. That's been proven time and again, year after year. Um, you know, we've had sub-500 teams win games, but, you know, why, why would you not play him? He, he, he needed that time. He started, out 0, he started out 0 for 6. He needed that time to get accustomed to playing. He'll be better this week. He'll be better the week after. Yeah. Ready to go hopefully, for the playoffs. Hopefully somebody's welding his chest together this week. It's like, what? <laughs> Like no. broken <laughs> before yeah. Uh, yeah, I by the way, he's playing honestly. I mean, <laughs> it's his last season. Why not? I know. Well, you I know. leave it all out on the field, man. 11, 11 of them in a punctured lung. I'm not a doctor, but I feel like ribs are important. I know it's, it's one of those injuries that it's, it, it, it sounds so bad, it, it's hard for me to imagine that anybody comes back in a season to play again. That sounds like something where you like are in a bed. Uh. You know. Yeah, I've, I mean, the fact the fact that like people miss more time for a high ankle sprain than eleven know, fractured ribs. And, and 11 <laughs> fractured ribs. Dude, apparently, uh, right before we got on air, apparently Tom Brady and Tony Dungy kind of went at it on Twitter. Tony Dungy said, "Like, I'd put Aaron Rodgers, Elway, Steve Young over over Tom Brady. Three <laughs> mobile quarterbacks is who I'd put ahead of Tom." Um, I'm never putting Tom ahead of Peyton Manning. And I guess like Brady tweeted out a picture of, of a Colts banner, 2014 AFC finalists. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this uh, of all analysts to talk shit. Yeah. Tony Dungy so, would rank it my last, the yeah. last person I would think would do yeah. that. He's yeah. good, man. Have you guys watched any of the Notre Dame games with him and Tariko? No, because I'm not from New Jersey. Well, whatever. I'm not from Jersey either, but still, it's really entertaining. Watch. They're doing. They've done uh, the extra NFL games on on NBC. Um, yeah, they nice. do. They do a really good job, man. Really good job. Thank you. I don't know. 
You're welcome. I just wanted to throw that out there for everybody to hear today. <laughs> are we doing picks today or what? <laughs> we are. We're, we're almost there. We have, we have, all right. All right. We got to do the AFC too. But first, let's wrap up uh, uh, on the NFC. Who's on the bubble outside of three quarters of the NFC East, which we already talked about. But you've got the Bears, a uh, team that celebrates first downs like wins. And the Vikings, who are a group of children being dragged through the season like it's the Mall of America by Dalvin Cook, <laughs> do either of these teams have a chance? No. No. <laughs> a chance at what? <laughs> to make the playoffs? To get, I don't know, to, man. to get a wild card spot. They're on uh, the bubble. I don't know. They're on the bubby, Ken. First, first team <laughs> old Herb quarterback, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. Awful, yeah, but hey, man! <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. I, I'll I'll go over some of the some of the nice little nuggets I found about the Bears the last few weeks. But they've been playing really well. Trubisky's yeah. been pretty good. Yeah. He's been good, man. I mean, their defense yeah. is pretty good. You defense is good. David Montgomery in the last five games looks like he stumbled into some fucking Mario mushrooms. He's been <laughs> pounding defenses <laughs> like Koopa Troopas. <laughs> Monty, I agree. I'll, I'll go as far as saying uh, Trubisky is the best quarterback ever named Mitchell. There you go. True. Mitch, True. What about M- M- Mitch Mustaine? Remember that guy from Arkansas? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I watched a documentary about him. Very odd. <laughs> Very odd. <laughs> he was, too much time. Dude, g- g- well, it was a pandemic. What do you want from me? You're, you have a lot of time, too. Maybe you should watch it. But, like, uh, Gus Malzahn was his high school coach. And like uh, screwed him over, <laughs> like recruited him to get there, and then like screwed everybody. Um, I literally watched a 4K video for an hour and 40 minutes yesterday of a train ride through Switzerland. So I have 28 <laughs> Nice. 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 I've always wanted to go to Switzerland, but it's nice yeah, there. It is. You seems, should check it out. I'll send you seems, the link. <laughs> it seems really nice. Hey. I'd rather spend my time watching documentaries about shitty college quarterbacks from Arkansas. But, um, yeah, I don't think either of those teams have a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to the AFC. They're way better. Let's go to the AFC. The winter is here, and with a surprising loss to the Bengals on Monday Night Football, there's still no king of the north. Two weeks left to play. Who claims the throne? Steelers or Browns? Ken. That was a cheap reference to Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. (laughs) Most overrated show ever. I I I don't disagree with you at uh, all. uh, Yeah. And and just just, so so everybody knows, I have to write this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) The guy that these two fucking dickheads. Well, so everyone knows the number one rule of this podcast is no fake laughs. So I'm not going to just chuckle at that and move on. We have to call you out on your bullshit. Whatever. What do you? Uh, hey, just, uh, hey, you and the rest. You and the rest of the sorcery team. You and the rest of the sorcery team in Washington. You guys, you guys play du- playing Dungeons and Dragons with your yeah, hey, hey Ken, send a raven to someone who cares. <laughs> I did. I did think you were going to tie that into the Ravens somehow. Mm. I wouldn't hey, know. I, got, I never I watched. Got, it. I got. I got more Ravens jokes coming up. Uh, one-eyed Ravens. Uh, I don't know, man. They're playing pretty good. I like the Browns, though. I mean, the Browns look good. Baker hey, Mayfield's qu- playing good. What's your uh, my question, question is: Steelers, Steelers or Browns? Browns? AFC North. Who takes the division? Oh, Browns. Easily. Browns. 
I don't think the Steelers, I don't think the Steelers can really fix themselves. That said last year around this time, nobody was talking about the chiefs. And a lot of times that, you know, it's that team that's limping to the limping to the finish. Um, that somehow surprises everybody in the playoffs. I mean, would it shock everybody if the Steelers made a run? Probably not. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, good for the Browns, The Browns man. would have to win out, and the Steelers would have to lose out in order for that to happen. However, the Browns mm-hmm. and the Steelers do play in Week 17. Steelers play yep. Colts this week. Browns have the Jets. I do, kind of feel, I do kind of feel like the Titans are slightly overlooked as a team that made the AFC Championship last totally year. Agree. And has the best running back in the NFL and is going to be playing in, you know, December or January, whatever that means. Like, I, I, somehow they're kind of overlooked. Like, I wouldn't want yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, defense isn't this, great. The Titans have the same record as the Colts right now, but they do have the tiebreaker because I think they have a one game advantage in division wins. Um, but, you know, Titans have I mean, to play the, honestly, Titans play the Packers this week. Tough game. Very tough game. Very tough game. I, I mean, it, it, I, I, I've, I've been saying it all year. Other than Patrick Mahomes, the most exciting player in the league is Derrick Henry. Easily. I, yeah. That's the I game. Mean, that's the game. I, that's the game I want to see. That's yeah. the game I want to see. If, if, it, if we can come down to Titans Chiefs again in the AFC Championship game, that's the game I want to see. Derrick Henry's got a shot to rush for 2,000 yards this year, and he wants to do it. I mean, I don't know how – I mean – you watch him run. Who the hell knows how long he's got? He's got, um, you know, because running backs don't really have, a, unless you're Adrian Peterson, a very short shelf life. But I mean, I, I'm with you, Drew. I, I, I don't want. I wouldn't want to play Tennessee. Yeah. I would not. I, no way. No way. Their receivers are good. Tannehill's good. Derrick Henry's the baddest man on the planet. That's not the team I, I want to face. I agree. I think. I think they get kind of a stigma from the past, and. Not a team I'd want to mess with right now. Well, they finished eight and eight for like fifteen years straight with Jeff yeah. Fisher. <laughs> so. Hey, you know what I was thinking about? It's uh, I was looking at like the playoff matches if they ended today. There's actually not like that game that you don't want to watch that always seemed to be Titans Texans and like one of them right. was ten and six and one of them was eight and eight or whatever in the first round. Like, thank God that doesn't exist right now. Does in the NFC? You mean yeah. you mean the you mean the only playoff game that ESPN gets to broadcast the mm. shittiest one out of all of them, <laughs> the mud bath. Yeah. Uh, what about what what about the Ravens? We 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 kind of glossed over them a little quickly. Obviously, division titles out of reach, but didn't stop them from using some crow magic to resurrect Des Bryant to catch his first <laughs> touchdown in three. Hey, years. the one-eyed Raven is back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in on the Ravens. Uh, I, I think they've like figured it out kind of, and I, yeah. I wouldn't want to play them either. Well, like, I mean, did they, I mean, look, they played, what did they play? Like five games in like two weeks because of COVID. Exactly. Um, they've kind of righted. I, I don't really, th- I, I don't think it's anything schematically. They just had a bad run of scheduling in a crazy year. Unlike any other in our lifetimes. I mean, I, I, w- I wouldn't want to play them either. The, the Ravens always have their shit together, right? Yeah. Always have their shit. Like, you're gonna, you're, you, if the Ravens were six and, you know, at this point in the season were six and eight, maybe had an outside shot at the playoffs, you still don't want to play them. No, I agree. The AFC is jacked. I mm-hmm. wouldn't, I mean. Yeah. The Colts, who, about, uh, who, the hell know, who the hell knows? 
like they could be awesome. Their defense is great. Um, as long as Phil Rivers doesn't do weird Phil Rivers stuff, like I don't know. What, what can I do talk to about cost my team this game? They talk shit to people using biblical terms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will smite you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what about the Raiders? They're technically on the bubble at seven and seven. Uh, they host the Dolphins on Saturday, so half of their fate is in their own hands. But they would have to be Denver in Week 17, and Miami would have to lose to Buffalo in order for them to. Scare. What bubble are you looking at? <laughs> Strange, stranger things it's have math, happened. It's a math bubble. It's technically possible. I love bubbles. Yeah, so love is this a uh, Drew? Is this Stranger Things or Mission Impossible? Uh, I'll say Mission Impossible because I don't believe in magic. <laughs> Drew also hates dragons. Why did you watch Game of Thrones? Whatever. Much good by the father of dragons. <laughs> that is true. But yeah, uh, yeah, but only so during the D campaigns. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say no on the Raiders. That said, Mar- Mariota played great the other night. Yeah, it was kind I'll of fun to see him play, especially playing against Herbert in two yeah. ducks, ex ducks. Let's move on to Week 16 in our chalk talk segment, where we give you our favorite picks on the spread for each game. But in order to establish a full blown consensus, I'll pose the game and spread to Drew and Ken, who will give me their picks, and in the unlikely event they agree. I will serve as the tiebreaker. But before we get started, Andrew has some very important gambling advice for all of us. It's not really really advice. I just just found out today that if you had parlayed uh, the Bengals and the Jets to win outright, if you bet $100 on that, you'd win $8,800. But (laughs) it actually makes me worry about the people that actually did that. Yeah. Wait, like, isn't that isn't that boob on a calculator? <laughs> did you know that? Did you hear about the guy in Jersey who bet on the Jets to win their first game against the Rams last week? Yeah, that was pretty cool, man. Yeah, and he he Good wound job. up walking away with quite a wad, right? He didn't even put that much on him. Yeah, full blown wad. That's awesome, full blown wad. <laughs> All right, well, that's let's, it. Let's let's start with Christmas Day. Uh, you know, we're getting the Vikings at plus seven uh, at the Saints. Who you guys got? Ken? Uh, I like uh, bringing back Breeze early, show that he needs some game reps, get back into business. Yeah. Uh, Saints at home. Uh, revenge factor from two awful playoff losses in the last few years. Um, <clears throat> last week, uh, Montgomery ran for 146 yards against the Vikings. I think Kamara is going to be big this week. I'm going Saints to All cover right. the seven points. Drew, yeah. cover. Unfortunately, I agree with Ken off the bat. I wish uh, <laughs> I wish I could tease this down to six and a half, just because I'm not sure about the Saints after last week. But um, yeah, like I said earlier, I I, I hope. Drew Brees got some sort of like medieval welded metal vest that he can wear. Um, but I think I can't bet on the Vikings at this point. So I'm going Saints. Yeah. He's, I, agree he's with, like, I agree with you guys. I, I think the Saints got a chip on their shoulder after two straight losses, too. They got something to prove. And Brees uh, needs Mandalorian armor for that fucking. What is it called? <laughs> what is it called? Bushka, something like that? Beskar. That's it. Beskar. One thing we should tell our listeners too is uh, 
We record the podcast <laughs> on Tuesdays. All of these spreads are as of Tuesday morning. They are subject to change, obviously. So if you're listening to this a couple of days later, uh, you, you may want to double check what the what the line actually is. Um, second game up, we've got Bucks minus nine and a half at Lions. Drew, who you taking? Uh, I think I think I decided if it was half a point over 10 I, I you know I love the Lions as a backdoor cover team um but I think the Bucks are going to squeak this out and move up the uh, college football playoff rankings uh they'll win Brady beats another bad team and everybody can talk about how awesome he is all right I'm Ken. Well, the Lions, as Drew mentioned last week, the greatest backdoor cover team in the history of the league. Um, I don't really like care for the Bucks' consistency very much. They only have two wins versus 500 teams this season. One was against the Raiders, who were 7-7. Seven and seven. Um, The Lions, Lions are not a 500 team. However, I'm just saying they're inconsistent, son. However, the Lions, uh, five games, uh, they have five games within two, uh, four points, two more within seven. Um, I'm taking the Lions to cover the nine and a half. Uh, I really think that the I think the Bucks need more Leonard Fournette this week, like they did last week. Um, <clears throat> especially down in short yardage situations, the guy's a beast. But I, I'm I'm going with, I'm going with the Lions to cover that. Well, I'm uh, I'm agreeing with 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 Drew on this pick. I'm I'm taking Brady and the Bucks, which I I know sounds like the name of a terrible indie rock band, but uh, I. <laughs> I think they clipped the wings of the Falcons last week in a second-half comeback that they made it look easy. Uh, I don't think their defense has any trouble squashing the run again, and, and they're definitely going to batter an already battered Matthew Stafford. Uh, I think with the potent offense, too, they're going to tee off on the Lions' abysmal defense. I think this is an easy cover, in my opinion. All right, moving on to 49ers plus 4.5 at Cardinals. Ken, who are you taking? Uh, in my opinion, the Niners' best player is Debo Samuel. He is out. Jimmy G is out. I don't think Nick Mullins is an NFL starter. He's also um, not playing. I mean, I, I mean also not playing. Who, who's starting for the Niners, by the way? Is it Josh oh, Rosen? You want to know who it is? It's C.J. Beathard. Oh, it's C.J. Beathard. <laughs> Which C.J. Beathard, you're well right. If you're superstitious. I don't really care. Kyler Murray's healthy. The cards yeah. have righted the ship. They've had a hard time with, with against against Kyler Murray the last couple of years. I'm going with the cards there. Easy. Yeah, I Easy. agree. The only thing that scares me is I'm like, what does Vegas know that we don't know? Because this line seems incredibly yeah, exactly. Low. Yes, like, the 49ers just lost to the Cowboys. The uh, 49ers are also on their third string quarterback. Uh, the Cardinal. Cardinals actually look pretty good against the Eagles. I just think the Eagles were playing pretty well last week. Like, I'm scared. I'm taking the Cardinals, but um, I'm worried about how low that line is. They're begging us to take the Cardinals, yeah. and I'm yeah, doing so this it. Was, this was, for me, kind of what I would tag as, like, my pick of the week. I, I, I felt the same way. I was like, this line doesn't make any sense to me. This seems like an mm-hmm. easy an easy pick. I mean, this the line 49ers is Vegas are so banged up. I, they've almost got more cash off the field than, than on it. Like, yeah, they do. I mean, it's insane. I don't get it. Not, not only that, not only that, they've been playing out of Arizona the last month, and like, right. so their yeah, shit's yeah, all yeah. out of whack I too. That, that's that. not that yeah. is not easy, man. They're living out of hotels and resorts yeah. and going to. So yeah, who's yeah, it? Yeah, Fridays, Fridays, with, wait, who's the home team in it? 
Who's the home team in this matchup? Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, right, let's be won. honest. Arizona's not that far south from Santa Clara anyways. They're used to playing That's true. hours from where they're technically from. All right, we got <laughs> Dolphins minus two and a half at Raiders. Drew, who are you taking? I got the Raiders. I don't know why, but I'm, I'm, it feels weird. It feels like everything is saying you should take the Dolphins, but I'm going to go Raiders. Um, I don't know. It'd be interesting to me if Mariota plays Tua, like, I think I mentioned this to you guys, but, like, how many uh, players from the same high school have ever played each other? They said that Carr and Mariota are switching off snaps, which makes me think Carr is probably going to play. Um, but I don't know. It just feels like one of those weird games. Mm-hmm. Can't can't really. Can I, can I ask it, you a question about weird. Derek Carr? Yeah, why does he have wear mascara for games? Yeah, he's I mean, body, why, why, does he, why does he look like a house magician at like a great <laughs> Vegas casino? Why does he look like a what skinny version mean? of the Undertaker? Yeah. <laughs> Is his best friend Chris Angel or something? I don't. <laughs> Chris Angel's from Long Island, actually. <laughs> Is he? I don't know if that's something you should be proud of. No, I'm just. I just like to point out people that are from Long Island. It's yeah. it's fine. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Ken, who do you who do you got in this matchup? Uh, I'm with you, man. I I don't know, dude. This is one of those games where they're just saying they're just the. I think there's going to be a big shift in the money uh, come Sunday. Um, uh, I think Vegas is trying to tell us something here. Car 50-50. Groin injuries suck. They're very difficult to heal if you've ever had one. Also, think about this, too. Miami's 2-4 and four against mobile quarterbacks this season, if you include Mahomes. If Mariota plays, that could be an issue. All that being said, I just think the Dolphins, man, it doesn't matter. It, it really they're, – they're almost becoming the Patriots south. It doesn't matter who's on the field. They're going to be in a good position to win. I think they'll win by a field goal. I'm taking the Dolphins. Yeah, this is what I, this kind of how I felt too. I, 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 I'm picking Dolphins. They're number one in the league in forcing turnovers and scoring points off those. And, you know, that's largely because of Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. But I, I don't know. The Raiders just seem like they're in a slump to me. I mean, I know Darren Waller was like the one bright spot last week at 150 yards and a touchdown, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Dude, also, John Gruden has an awful record in December his last yeah. like 10 years as a head coach awful. Yeah. You, think you guys think he'll get a new hat guy this week <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can only hope yeah. how about uh how about Falcons plus 11 at Chiefs Ken uh one second let me dig that out oh okay easy money on the Falcons I think everyone would be dead wrong to do that the Chiefs just went through an unbelievable stretch. What was it, like five or six wins in a row? Six wins by six mm-hmm. points or less. Uh, Edwards Alaire is out, but Lavian Bell should be ready to go by now as an every down back. But uh, the Falcons allow 26 points per game. <clears throat> I'm taking the Chiefs. I think they win by 17, wrap up the one seed. I think that's, well, that's the easy money right there. Got it. Drew, how about you? Uh, just so everyone's aware, Ken and I did not compare any of our picks before this, uh, but I actually completely agree. The Falcons are great in the first half. I think they hang with them. Uh, the Chiefs are probably going to win, uh, but it's not going to be more than 11 points. So, unfortunately, I agree with Ken again. I got Falcons. Why is why is that unfortunate? 
Uh, <laughs> you still feel like it? I hate agreeing with you. Here's an interesting thing, and I know I don't. I don't have to be the tiebreaker now. I actually do not. I have the Chiefs. I, I and almost for the flip reason that that Ken has given, the Falcons have now lost seven games by less than a touchdown. And normally this would be a reason to pick them on a spread where they're plus eleven, but I just think the Chiefs' high-powered offense. I think it steams roll, steamrolls these guys. I think they pull it away by at least a couple scores in the second half. The Chiefs do, like, weird, dumb shit. Like, for a really good team, they do, mm-hmm. like, really weird stuff. And like two-handed chess passes and shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they like – they work like, people think they work out because they end up on Twitter when yeah. they do work out. But, like, yeah. they do, like, a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. Fucking Mahomes completes passes like a 1930s <laughs> basketball player. I do. Also I do, when it's I do also when, it's when Mahomes throws, yeah, throws the football like it's a frisbee. Yeah, yeah it's just slung from the side. Also, one thing that's annoying is like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football. I'm not denying that, but when he does something, it's incredible. But like. Matt Stafford had like a, this no look pass last week, and if Mahomes had done it, it would be like the greatest play in NFL history. Yeah, and I'm, I'm yeah. tired of that. If Matt, if Matt Stafford did it, they'd be like, "What the hell is Matt Stafford doing?" No, yeah. he did do it. Yeah, no, but I'm saying that's what they would say. They would be like, "You can't be making decisions like that on the field if you're Matt Stafford." But for Mahomes, it's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, what do we got now, next? We got Bears minus seven and a half. Bears. Jags. I'll take and, that one. Ah, let me tell you, <laughs> Drew's favorite Gardner Minshew is not going to be the difference this week. Um, I think they're coming off a shitty performance. They're a bad team. Um, but think about this, too. The Bears have scored 20 points by halftime for the first time in three consecutive games uh, since 1995. They've scored 99 points in the first half of the last three games. Um, uh, and <clears throat> I'm sorry, 99 overall in the last few games. Those teams in 1995, the Carolina Panthers expansion team, the Jacksonville Jaguars expansion team, and the Houston Oilers. Uh, Trubisky, Five TDs, one pick in the last four games, 74% completion rating. He's been actually running the ball very effectively. The Jags allow the most yards per game in the NFL and the most TD passes at 31. Whatever happened to Saxonville? What happened to that team? <laughs> With that defense, uh, the Bears uh, defense, play, you know, Bears defense isn't bad. It's pretty good. You know, uh, Trubisky playing well. I just really don't see him getting slowed down. Uh, he's playing in them now. He's doing a good job despite a tumultuous year. They declined his fifth option, was benched in week three. People could say what they want about the guy, but you know, honestly, at the end of the day, uh, he still was his number two overall pick ahead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. So I am going with the Bears to cover that spread. Bears, Drew, do you? Uh, finally, I disagree. Um, uh, not only do I think the Jags will cover, you know who doesn't give a shit about drafting Trevor Lawrence? Is Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Yep. I he doesn't. Gonna say. He's motivated. Uh, he does not want them to have Trevor Lawrence. Um, <laughs> I'm not this going is the all game out where he's going to convince them yeah, otherwise. Yeah. I'm not going all out and saying the Jags will win, but I think they're going to cover. And I think Minshew is motivated to not be uh, the only long haired quarterback on the team. So <laughs> you're a Minshew. 
<laughs> I am a Minshew. You are a Minshew. <laughs> I got the Jags. I got the Jags covering. Who's taking the, the Jags? I'm I'm with Ken. I got the Bears. I don't think there's any question that the Jags lose. And I think eight of their 13 losses this season have been more than by more than a touchdown. Um, also, like I said earlier in the cast, I think Montgomery uh, eats this defense for breakfast. Hope so. He's on my fantasy team. Me too. Uh, Panthers plus two at Washington. Drew, who are you taking? Um, I got. I'm going to correct my wrong from earlier. I got the Washington football team um, covering. Uh, this is going on the fact that I think Alex Smith plays. I don't really know the extent of his injury or with with he will whether he will play. But um, if Alex Smith plays, the football team covers. Uh, <laughs> I think I don't think that I don't think it matters what Washington's defense does. It's going to be shit regardless of who the quarterback is. Obviously, a little more organized, probably a little more effective. If Alex Smith Smith plays. Dwayne Haskins is inching towards Jamarcus Russell Russell uh, Ryan Leaf quarterback draft bust label. Um, I just think that Washington's defense is going to overpower them. Uh, I like the Redskins by like five. Maybe they should have put a play card on Ryan Leaf's arm. Maybe. I also have Washington, so we have nothing to discuss here. <laughs> we'll move on <laughs> to the Colts at minus one and a half at Steelers. Drew, we digging. I just can't put any sort of money on what I saw out of the Steelers. I also have no idea – what the Colts are. I've told you this in the past, but like gambling on the Colts is terrifying. I'm just going to hope Juju dances on their logo again <laughs> and <laughs> Colts win. I got the Colts. You take the Colts, Ken. How are you? Steel- Steelers. Why? Because everyone's going to, all the money's going, going to be going on the Colts and That's I'm going. Yeah, that terrifies against, me. That's a good call. I'm going yeah. against the money. Everyone's going to see that game. They're going to see that spread. The Colts playing at home. Oh, the Steelers lost a shit game. They lost three in a row. Nope. They're still a good team. <laughs> They're still a really good team. They just need to kind of get their shit together a little bit. I'm going with the Steelers. All right. Another disagreement. I am backing up Drew on this one. I got the Colts. I think Steelers losing three in a row. And and like we talked about earlier, there's just something in that loss to the Bengals that made me feel like something is, is real, really off yeah. of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, think- but – also, the, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Apologies. I was going to say, Colts are on two-game win streak. And I I kind of like Indy's D. I, I, they, they sometimes make these just, like, big plays out of the blue. They're fun to watch. They're a good team. They're a really good team. It would not shock me uh, to see uh, them win a couple playoff games. Can I ask you a question? If your favorite team was playing another team away, what's the last city you'd want to go to? If you were playing another away team, what is the last city you'd want to go visit? You mean? Yes, yes. That's so. My like Jacksonville would be an option. It would be an option. That would probably also Indianapolis be. would be an option. No, he's oh. good. It's what? probably Jacksonville for me. <laughs> I'm going with Atlanta. I'm going with Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta sucks, dude. Atlanta oh. sucks. That's a terrible take. Oh, no, dude. Hey, I got a good story off the air for you about Indianapolis. Let's move on to the next game. (laughs) All right, Browns. Minus nine and a half at Jets. Ken, what are you going to surprise me with? All right. Woo! Uh, Will the Jets come back down to earth? 
was last week just an, an aberration. But uh, honestly, here's something to watch. Um, the Jets' run defense isn't awful. Uh, considering they've yeah. been behind in most games with teams trying to bleed the clock, they're kind of middle of the pack uh, against the run. They're 14th in yards around, allowed, 8th in yards per rush, 8th in rushing first downs allowed. But the Browns are 6-8 and eight against the spread this year. However, the last four games, Baker Mayfield, completion percentage 70%, 10 TDs, 1 INT, 117.7 rating. He's gone from 24th to 11th in the last four games. Um, <clears throat> Makai Becton versus Miles Garrett, matchup to watch. Makai Becton is a man among boys in the NFL. He is a monster. That is going to be a great matchup. I think Miles Garrett is going to be back and better. Uh, uh, From all reports stated, he had COVID hit him really, really bad. He's even admitted it. Uh, But I think this game's on Baker, and I think if he can do it, uh, and he plays great against teams with losing records, I'm taking the Browns to cover that spread. Nice. Drew, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I'm not going to let one week uh, bring me away from the – taking whoever's playing the Jets and the fact that it's brought us down. Broughton? Is that a word? Uh, no, it is, not us down. Yeah, it, is, it is absolutely not a fucking word. Go yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> I was a journalism major, by the way. Uh, <laughs> brought us down to single digits. I'll take those single digits, and I will take the Browns. Browns. Consensus. Good. I took them, too, um, for all the reasons you guys have said and, and more. Uh, <laughs> Consensatorium. <laughs> Let's move on to the Giants plus ten and a half uh, at Ravens. Drew, who are you taking? Man, the Ravens are rolling right now. I know. Uh, I know Ken's a Giants guy. I just. Uh, I'm not going away from the the Ravens right now. Um, not sure who the Giants are playing at quarterback, and I'm not sure they can score any touchdowns. And I'll never take a team that I don't think can score touchdowns. So I'm going Ravens. All right, Ken, do you agree? I think the Ravens are back to a physically dominating football team. Uh, Their COVID issues are done. Their crazy schedule playing like six games in like two weeks is done. I think it's a no-brainer to take the Ravens here. Quoth the Raven, nevermore. You guys are in agreement. I am the only aberration here. I'm choosing the Giants. And uh, I look, I, I want to pick the Ravens for all the reasons that you guys are, but I think that the Giants have a good rush defense, and I think that puts everything on Lamar's passing game, um, which he struggles against defenses that are good at hiding their coverages a little bit. And with the spread with being at where it is, uh, I think that I think the Ravens fail to cover this, so I'm taking the Giants. Moving on, Bengals plus eight and a half at Texans. Ken, who you taking? I am taking the Texans simply because I was the only one that took them last week, and I hit on that one. Uh, all the money is going to be going on Cincy after the big M- uh, Monday Night Football win. Uh, I'm not buying it. They still suck. I'm going Texans. I don't care. I think they're going to win by two touchdowns. Right, Drew. Uh, unfortunately, I agree again. Uh, <laughs> Why is it so unfortunate? <laughs> uh, I was trying to make good content. Unfortunately, I guess this isn't first take. We didn't have a production meeting before this. <laughs> There's just no way. Ryan Finley, like, uh, similar to the Jets spread, I'm glad that it dropped, and uh, I'm going to take advantage of that. So, Well, here's the hilarious thing. I'm disagreeing with you guys this time. 
Again, I'm taking the Bengals. Uh, I think the Texans. I think the Texans win the game. I think they fail to cover the spread. Uh, I think Watson has been north of decent, considering his depleted receiving core and a struggling defense. But the Bengals showed Monday that their defense can show up when it wants to. And I think, unlike you guys, that with a little bit of swagger from Stop and the Steelers, I, I think this game might be decided by only a few points. And either way, uh, I think the Bengals. I think the Bengals cover here. No way. That's a blowout. The Bengals got up for a rivalry game. I just don't see it happening again. All right. Well, we'll we'll see. We will see. Broncos plus three and a half at Chargers. Ben, who are you taking? Oh, I am going to take the Chargers. I just think Justin Herbert will be too much. Um, I think they're coming off the Broncos, though, coming off a bad loss where they gave up 48 points. That was the most of Vic Fangio's career. Uh, I expect the Broncos to play well, but I think the Chargers win by a field goal. Right on. I'm You're sorry. Only. I think. The, I'm sorry. I think. I think the Chargers win by 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 a touchdown. I also think the Broncos win by a field goal, and I think the Broncos are going to cover that spread. Wait, Ken is uh, taking Chargers, right? I'm taking the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. and I'm taking the Chargers you, to cover. You're saying Broncos win but fail to cover? No, Ken misspoke, and he said <laughs> okay. the Broncos are going to win by a field goal. Okay. I'm, so I meant the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. I went off a different spread than you guys did earlier, which Got is it. a bad <laughs> idea, Jeans. That's what happens when you wake up at 4 a.m. and work with two guys <laughs> on the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking anyway. of the West Coast, I've been around uh, Chargers fans long enough down here in San Diego to know that uh, I don't think a couple weeks of figuring out how to win is going to erase like years of complete debauchery. Um, so Broncos are going to cover the Chargers are going to win. They're going to win by a field goal, but the Broncos are going to cover. I'll tell you, man, and, I'll tell you what real quick. Broncos are quarterback away from being a good team. I think I agree. I totally agree. They really are. So Drew, your Chargers, Ken, your Broncos. No, opposite of the other way around. Unfortunately, the other way around. Ken's Chargers, Drew's Broncos. Yes. Got it. Okay. Okay. So the moral of that story is don't bet on this game. <laughs> yeah. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. yeah. And what's funny is I have I have the Chargers, but this is my avoid at all cost game. Yes. Yes. But, but you know, if you're a middle aged aged man who wears Tava sandals, <laughs> you know this game is for you because I think the Broncos defense does have more holes than the plot of a Christopher Nolan movie, and uh, with with Herbert playing like a quarterback that doesn't know he's on a losing team, I think the Chargers. Uh, have enough weapons here to to, to log a W and, uh, you know, put the Broncos out of their misery. If you're betting on this game, you're also investing in Peloton at the end of a pandemic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rams plus two at Seahawks. We've already talked about this a little bit, but Drew, officially, which pick? <sighs> Hurts me to do this, but I'm going Rams. I think Sean McVay owns the Seahawks. I think they're going to win. And I think they're obviously going to cover since they're uh, the underdog. But I got, I got the Rams here. Thought the Seahawks were going to have Josh Gordon. I don't need to get into it. It's a sad situation. But I was also thinking about how hard it would be to – like, is there a worse franchise you could be traded to if you're trying to, like, avoid marijuana? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, have more, they have more weed shops than fucking <laughs> – Massachusetts has Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> like, like, give me a break! Like yeah, it sucks every... though. Like you're supposed to, you're supposed to stay away from 
uh, smoking weed in the NFL. I get that. But it's like Seattle is just not the place to go. So no. I feel bad for Josh. There's a lot of states that you can't can't really do that in. Uh, I'm with you, Drew. Um, uh, McVay's too good against the against the Seahawks. Um, <clears throat> coming off the Jets' loss, I think they're, they're gonna, gonna be fired up. Play, too. Yeah, and they're, they're they got something to play for too. I, I'm taking the Rams there, but something to look out for. Um, <laughs> the under has come in in ten of the fourteen Rams games this season, including eight of the last eleven. It's forty seven this week. Take the under. That What's is my under? advice. Uh, under over under forty seven. Um, I think the Seahawks. I think the C, if the Seahawks won twenty one twenty, it wouldn't shock me. But I think the Rams cover that spread. Right on. You guys are in agreement again. Here I am disagreeing. I'm taking the Seahawks. I think the Rams are under the kind of pressure you choke on. I have no doubt, as you two have said, that they come out guns firing after that Jets loss. But they lost control of the division uh, to the Seahawks last week, who have clinched the playoffs no matter what. Being a Seahawks fan, I actually think they sometimes play better when the pressure is off a little bit. I think the game is going to be a nail-biter, but every Seahawks game is a nail-biter unless it's the Jets. Um, I think Seahawks went on a two-minute drill from Wilson that ends in Jason Myers' field goal. Eagles minus two at Cowboys. Drew, who you take? Uh, I'm riding the Hurts train, baby. I like him. Uh, Mullins is out. I don't know. I just – I actually thought the Eagles played the Cardinals pretty well, and they played a good game. Um, so I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles uh, will win by more than two points. Um, I, I also, just to throw a slight, slight uh, transition to the broadcasting side of things, like, did you guys listen to Keep to Leave? I oh, it was great. It. Oh, it I was great. It. Great. Like, I know Ken and I text all the time about like all the bullshit puns that are used in in coverage of the nfl like it's just refreshing to just like listen to somebody who's just like doesn't care telling you how it is not saying high point the football yep not using swagger as an analysis point like (laughs) he's breaking down things like i'm all in on a keep to leave that's all i'm saying totally agree with you i absolutely agree with you he's great um however cowboys have been playing pretty good lately man um as much as I'd like to see the Eagles win that game, cover the spread, uh, and make the decision with Carson Wentz a lot more difficult, I'm taking the Cowboys there. Just got uh, a feeling about them. Going on a hunch. I'm backing up Drew with the Eagles. I think Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts put the hurt on the Cowboys. And, uh, I also think Dallas's defense just can't stop that, and I think Philly's defense is, is looking a lot healthier as of last week too. Let's move on to uh, – Titans plus three and a half at Packers. This kind of seems like another avoided all cost games, like the Chargers Broncos, but for the opposite reason. <laughs> Ken, who are you taking? Well, I think Derrick Henry playing in prime time wants to show everybody he's the best back in the league. Again, the baddest man on the planet, second best watch in the league. 320, 21 yards he needs in two games for 2000. And he has publicly stated that he wants that. I think he wants to put the league on notice. I don't think the Packers are really that good um, in comparison to the good the teams in the in the AFC. Drew and I mentioned before, we think the Titans are completely being overlooked. Not completely being overlooked, but somewhat being overlooked. You know, that the Bills have come on strong the last couple of weeks. Packers allow 4.5 rush, rush, uh, yards per rush. 
Um, Derrick Henry averages 5.2. I'm taking the Titans there. I think he runs all over them. True. You agree? I do. I I think the uh, Titans have more to play for, and I think uh, Derrick Henry obviously is not afraid to play in Lambeau in December. I got the Titans. I think they're going to cover, and I think they're going to win. Right on. Well, here I am disagreeing with you guys again. <laughs> this is another game. I don't know what's uh, so funny about that. You kicked the shit out of us last week. We should be agreeing with you. Uh, it was Mark. This is, <laughs> this is as I just said, Fortunately. another game. I, I'd skip wagering on this game, um, but I, I and, and I agree. Like you know, Derek Derek Henry's having a monster year, and the, the Pack's rush defense is kind of middle of the pack. No pun intended. But on the flip side. I don't know, man. I Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and the Titans' pass defense is in the bottom five. I think this is going to be high scoring in a definitely a must-watch game. But I, I expect, love this game. I, I love that the game. Packers to pull away in love the fourth it. quarter by more than just a field goal. I think. Yeah, I I actually I actually wrote down in my notes Titans thirty-four, Packers thirty-one. It's going to be one of those, those games. That's the game. One of those games. This is one of those games where sometimes you wish like it wasn't. AFC NFC championships like if they could just seed teams and like this would be an interesting playoff game if the Titans could play the Packers but Bills minus six and a half at Patriots Drew how does the how do the tea leaves fall here (laughs) Uh, I love I think the Bills man they have just so many better skill position players than uh, the Patriots I think it's the Bills like quick side note how slow does Cam Newton look? Right now? Like horrible, when I watch yeah. him, I'm like, yeah. when I watch him, I picture the scene from uh, Wolf of Wall Street when Leo's like crawling to his car, <laughs> overdosed on quaaludes. Like that's what Cam Newton looks like when he throws a football right now. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's hard to watch. Ken, where are you going? Bills, moving on. Moving Not on. Even close. Easy, I agree. easy Bills. Call. Easy pick. Easy pick. All right, let's move into our final segment of the podcast, which is our Since this is our first episode, our producer Dan has posed our first question, which Ken already let out of the grab bag. But it is Congress just passed a $2.3 trillion package, including coronavirus relief in the form of a laughable $600 stimulus check. Ken Drew. It's the stupidest thing you can do with this 600 bucks. Go to the nudie bar with Dwayne Haskins. Actually, that's a phenomenal idea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we, what are we talking about here? Seems like a good time in DC. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't give a fuck if there's pictures of me on Twitter with strippers or whatever. <laughs> what the fuck do I care? My mom's not on social media. I'm good. <laughs> Uh, what's yours uh my stupidest idea is actually more just a comment on (laughs) society i thought it was funny that the new uh airpod maxes came out one week before the stimulus check and they cost 590 (laughs) dollars i'm sure that was an accident (laughs) like it makes me just realize we're all pawns in this government scheme where like Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of people with, uh, these new $600 headphones. Um, I'll buy, I actually buy a lot of stupid shit, but, uh, $600 headphones aren't one of them. Nice. 
Hey, just a side note on headphones. I uh, recently had a pair of $15 earbuds that I bought uh, at, I think, Big Lots or something like that. When I was going to buy a phone charger for like 10 bucks. And I was cleaning my toilet, cleaning my bathroom a couple of weeks ago. And one of the ear pods fell in the toilet. I just, oh. fucking, I just flushed it. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. $600 check on the way. Yeah. What do I care? Yeah, exactly. Ah, well, not everybody's that fortunate. Moving on. Um, well, there's, nothing, got, there's nothing to move on to. <laughs> no, there's not. Mark, no, there what is. Would Mark, what would you do with it, Mark? What would you do, Mark? Oh, I'd bet it on the Chargers Broncos. <laughs> Good call. Good call. If you've got a grab bag you'd like us to consider for future episodes, please email your question or topic to fullblowncoverage at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platforms at fullblowncvg. Drew, Ken, any final comments for the week before we sign off? Drew hangs out at Vino Volo in airports. <laughs> Dick move. I've, seen, I've, literally, I've literally seen you drink wine with ice with a wine with a wine glass koozie at a pool before. So. I'm not embarrassed of it. Not ashamed to say it. It's a nice, cool drink for laying in the sun. There you go. <laughs> That's the most Long Island thing I've ever heard of. Oh, it's phenomenal. I also have Divas. Uh, Diva glittered down the side of my cup, too. It's phenomenal. You, you ever yeah. do Coca-Cola with the wine? Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they actually open up pools in Austin next summer, I'll yeah. be able to do that. That's what they call Long Island Sangria. Well, All right. Hey, last thing. We have football Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. How awesome is that? Dude, oh, that is that's a Merry Christmas. Amazing. That's, that is yeah. yeah. A very Absolutely. Merry Christmas. That's all we've got for this week's episode, but tune in next week for more full blown coverage. Full blown. Oh, full blown. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>